0: Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success.
1: Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Wednesday show. Um, we've got a great guest here. we got Miranda Levers from. Um, a joint, one of the joint founders of Thinkific. uh, um, Miranda, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit?
2: Thanks so much for having me today, Jonathan. I'm thrilled to be here. Um, Yeah, so as you said, I'm one of the co-founders and I'm COO of Thinkific. Thinkific is an online course platform that allows anybody to create, market and sell their own online courses. Um, But ultimately for me, It's all about how I can help and how we can help small businesses um, build, scale, and grow uh, those companies. So I love talking uh, to entrepreneurs and small business owners who are looking to build their companies online.
1: Oh, thank you so much. And I've got my great co-host, Kim, would you like to introduce yourself?
0: Yes, thank you, Jonathan. I'm Kim Shivler. I'm a technical instructor, instructional design consultant, and communication strategist. And co-host of WP Tonic.
1: Yeah, and a great co-host. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We're a support maintenance company. We only support WordPress websites with emphasis on um, learning management systems and management um, membership websites. And before we go into the interview, I just want to quickly talk about our show's sponsor, which is Kinster Hosting. And Kinster is just a great WordPress hosting provider. They host the WP Tonic website. They sponsor the Wednesday shows. Um, We actually um, host WP Tonic on Kinster. And if you're looking for a quality WordPress partner for not only your own site, but for your client websites, we can't praise Kinster much more. And um, we just found their support and just the company, just a delight to work with. So if that's interesting, go to the WP Tonic website. There's um, There'll be a, a link in the show notes and also there's banner adverts in the sidebars. They are affiliate links. So if you use one of those, um, you'll be helping the show as well. So that's great. So I'm going to hand it over to my co-host to ask the first few questions. Off you go, Kim.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Miranda. So let's let everyone know first that, as she said, Thinkific is an online learning platform. A lot of times on this podcast, we're talking about talking to people who are building out their own WordPress uh, learning management systems. But uh, uh, but you at Thinkific, you have a little bit different. You are offering people a fully hosted solution. They don't have to build it out, they just sign up for an account and can focus on, you know, what I do with instructional design consulting, helping people build the best content. As you did that, so where was it in your mind that you said, wow, this is what we need to offer to people to help them build their online courses?
2: Yeah, great question. I can tell you, I'd love to tell you a little bit about our founding story. So like many small business owners, we really just started with an entrepreneur with a problem. Um, My co-founder and our CEO, Greg, he actually started teaching in-person like LSAT um, classes way, you know, about 10 or 12 years ago um, in classrooms, and so he found that every Saturday he was sort of schlepping his stuff down there and teaching to the few people that managed to make it out, and inevitably um, students would miss class or want more information, and so his first iteration was actually a blog uh, on WordPress, (laughs) and so he actually started putting information online for his students and then basically kind of said, wait a minute, like why am I just putting the supplementary information online? What if I could teach even more students by putting my course online? So he built a very first version of his own course. And so his original goal was just to solve his own problem. Uh, and what he found was that all of a sudden, what he was hearing more from is other entrepreneurs asking how they too could put their courses online. So Think Effect was really born from an entrepreneur with a problem, like many of our listeners today, and uh, has grown to what we are today.
0: And what year was that that Greg, and I have met Greg, by the way. So um, awesome. I am
2: one of your customers.
0: And I have met with Greg, so I'm a bit of a fangirl today. But uh, what what year was that, that he was building these courses?
2: Yeah, you know, he started, I think he started doing his um, LSAT in-person stuff like way back in 2003. Um, In the late um, 2000s, he had like started to actually like do his blog and sort of like early, early, like long before Thinkific existed. And then Thinkific as a company has been around for six years. Excellent. And...
0: One of the things I like when I'm talking to hosted companies, and, and as I said, I, I have taught, I, I work with people, I've put customers into Thinkific, I, I do work with the platform also, as well as we know that I teach WordPress LMS also, uh, but compare Thinkific and the online platform that you have to what a lot of times people think of as the big monster in the room, which is Udemy.
2: Oh, sure. I'd love to do that. Yeah. So um, lots of times people assume that we're quite similar to Udemy and it actually couldn't really be further from the truth. So Udemy is a marketplace. And so the idea of Udemy is, is a place where students go to get connected to the learning that they're looking to find. Instructors can go and they can put their courses on Udemy, but ultimately Udemy is all about connecting students with education. It means that instructors who are putting their courses on Udemy are really competing with all the other courses that are on Udemy. So if you're putting a leadership class, for example, on Udemy, your competition is all the other leadership courses and those students are being presented with many different options for their learning. Conversely, with Thinkific is we're actually um, a self-hosted platform, which means that we are a platform that helps Uh, individual experts and entrepreneurs build their own businesses online to their own audience and their own students and while we don't connect you with students we also don't force you to compete with all the other instructors. So the last thing that we want to do is we want like what we don't want to do is take your students and your audience and then start showing them like hey like you liked that person's leadership course why don't you come over here and buy this person's leadership course or here's an even cheaper one and that's not what we're all about at all. We really believe that um, really great education works really well when coupled with a really effective business model because when we have effective businesses and we can grow thriving businesses, it actually allows us to invest in creating better and better education. So for us, it's way more about that um, like intersection between great education and great sustainable businesses and helping those businesses grow so that those instructors can build their own audiences rather than our audience.
0: Nice. Thank you for that clarification. Um, I hear the same with people. They don't always know. I, I'd like to just throw one more in there for everybody. Mm-hmm. If you're not sure part of that self-hosted is you own your content. Yes. <laughs> Thinkific is not saying no, that's not worthy of us. You can't put it up, etc. It really is your platform. You're building on their platform, but it is your decision on what your content needs to be.
2: Yes, and more so than that, like, so we don't, we don't vet the content. We don't dictate what percentage needs to be video or other types of content. And we also don't, don't say anything about pricing. So you can choose to price your course, however, um, however you need and however you like. And we don't, we don't jump into those kinds of business decisions.
0: Excellent, and, and I'm glad you pointed out the pricing. That's been a big issue with, with Udemy, with, for Udemy, sure. <laughs>
2: uh,
0: particularly over the last couple of years where they've yeah. started really controlling that pricing. So thank you so much. Um, not so much on a learning management platform, but you are also a software as a service, which yeah. we talk a lot about on this show. And you have multiple tiers. You really have a a very interesting tier group. I'm, I'm now in your $99 a month plan. What was your decision from a business perspective of what fell into those different tiers that people could have?
2: Oh my gosh, I wish that I had a really good answer for this because this is something that we've actually been talking a lot about recently in terms of what the next iterations of our platform might be and the realization that what we really want to be able to do ultimately is we want to make it really easy for people to start and especially at those early stages of business, we want to remove as many barriers as possible. So you see that right now in the fact that we do have a free plan, we take a, a revenue cut, but the recognition that like once you start making a bunch of money, like we're gonna tell you to move up because it makes more sense at that point for you. Um we want people to be able to start without any barriers and to get going and to not have to have a big outlay um, early in the stages of their businesses, but we also want to be able to grow with our customers. So for the most part, you see more advanced features moving up in the tiers simply because like, so for example, on our top tier, we have a bunch of features that would require you to pretty much have a developer on staff before you would need them. Things like, um, you know, things like SSL and APIs and webhooks and all these things that a lot of times people don't even know about early on in their course career. So for the most part, we try to base it on where we think you might be in your, in your stage of business. We don't always get it right, but we're always looking to make some improvements there too.
0: Very nice. And I, I do have one. I, I just want to clarify something. And I just put somebody into your free plan within the last two weeks who... You know, she came to me, and that was exactly her need. I said, this is where you start. You can start fast. You can be up and running, and you'll grow, you know, and then you'll add things like the affiliate platform, which you have in your higher plans. Mm-hmm. Now, when you said SSL, though, oh,
2: I, <laughs> they're all,
0: all of yours are secure whenever we log in, so we're not going to get those nasty Chrome notices that no. you're not secure, aren't okay. they? Yeah, you're, you're a better product marketer
2: than I am right now. That, my, that was my fumble. I was thinking of um, single sign-on, which is like a developer feature where if you have like a WordPress site where people already have an account, we can do a single sign-on with that. You are correct entirely. So everything has SSL. Thanks exactly. for calling me on that. Well, yeah. oh, you're
0: welcome. I didn't want to scare our users <laughs> to go, oh my God, it's not secure because we've been preaching
2: to everyone that yeah, everyone... No, I just, I just, it's early here. I haven't had coffee yet.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Jonathan, it sounded like you wanted to jump in. No. Um, yeah, I, think,
1: uh, um, I think we best go for a break, folks, and we'll be back and we'll be talking some more with Amanda. We'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner.
0: They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages. Page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30-day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's WP Tonic.com. Just like the podcast.
1: We're coming back. We've been having an interesting discussion. i um, I just got Miranda, you know um people I think you know that um why w p tonic's talking about talking to you um that offers a a fully hosted solution, but the reality is different tools um for different people at different times of their business development, and we're all about w p tonic providing insights to really quality providers like yourself um But another thing is um, what, you know, you've been doing this a while, you and your team. Is there any couple um, insights that you can give to people that will help them develop a successful um, online membership course business? Are there any key things that you've noticed that you think, you know, if you don't have those or you do have them, they really help in developing success?
2: Mm, Good question. Yeah, so I think that, um, oh my gosh, so I think that for me the biggest, like if you're talking about somebody who's really just getting started with online courses, the biggest thing right off the bat is, um, you know, move fast, fail fast, and just almost like ripping off the band-aid. So one of the biggest Um, blockers that I see and often when I'm talking to people who are trying to get their course off the ground and they really like are just really struggling is almost without fail when I talk to them I discover that it's that they haven't actually launched anything and they're just like in this like In this cycle of where they're trying to produce the perfect course before they go out to the market and share it with anybody and that's like the biggest number one what not to do because I think like with anything that we try for the first time um, whether it's like baking a cake or anything at all the first time you're going to do something you're going to make mistakes like you know like maybe. Trying out a new recipe, it's not the time to invite company over. But once you do it the first time, that's when you're gonna make the list of all the things that you now know you should do the second time around. And that and you should have the same mindset with your course. So I encourage people not to build the big giant everything membership site. I'm gonna build out 10 courses and then I'm gonna open my doors, is I very much am an advocate for like come up with the mini course, the small, like, you know, maybe you don't even charge for it, but create a whole course end to end, and then market that just to go through all the stages of the process and get used to, like, you know, what's working, what's not, what would you change the second time around, and then you are way better set up than any other piece of advice I could give you about how to dive into, uh, like, the the much larger projects that you've got on mind.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point, I'd, I'd also, uh like to see if you agree with this um also getting something finished is that you have the benefit then you'll get you will then get feedback from the yeah. users because you probably make assumptions and some of them will be right and some of them won't so that feedback is quite important would you agree with that?
2: Absolutely. And I'm glad that you actually brought that up, because I think that one of the things that we sometimes forget in the online world is that education and teaching and whether like whether no matter what we're doing is that we're still dealing with people. So when we teach in the real world, we're constantly changing and adjusting what it is that we're saying, doing based on the feedback from our students. And so, you know, as well as I do, that if you're teaching a topic and you're getting a whole bunch of blank stares, then that's kind of the prompt to be like, okay, guys, like, where, where am I? Either I'm like, totally below where you guys are, or i have totally lost you, but you can adapt. And when we're teaching online, we need to do the same thing, but because we don't have those visual cues of how our students are doing, we need to ask lots of questions, we need to get lots of feedback, and then we need to iterate so that we make sure that the content that we're creating is meeting the needs of our audience.
1: Yeah, the other, the other thing is, um, do you get a lot of people, they think, um, a bit like a website really, is that they they build and then they think people just turn up um do you get a lot of um support requests and that about oh we've set it all up but we're not getting anybody joining and it's been over a month help do you get a lot of those emails?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, that's definitely the trap that people fall into once they have created. Um, and so similarly to just ripping off the bandaid is I'm also a really big proponent of starting to market really early on, um, even so far as like pre-launching and running promotions for courses even while they're in development. because. That work of marketing and getting in front of your students and new audiences, um, that's, like, that's the business part. Like, that's the hustling part. That's what we all need to do as business owners, and it's really important to do that simultaneously um, to building your content only because uh, it's not like the fields of dreams. Like, you know, like If you build it, they will not come unless they know <laughs> where it is and where to find it.
1: So um, do you provide resources in your own help and support sections or and also are there any kind of other external resources that come to mind that gives a kind of plan of action around yeah. all this?
2: Yeah, glad you asked that. Yeah, we've got tons of resources. Um, If you hit up our website, www.thinkific.com, we've got a resources section there that we actually have tons of uh, marketing resources in particular. We've actually got a really great, one of our most popular posts is 55 ways to market your course in 2018. We've just updated it for this year. Um, So we do have a ton of resources. For people who are um, starting on their co- online course journey as well, we've got some really good courses that actually walk you through sort of week by week, step by step. And uh, and we've actually got, I've put together a bundle for your um, for your audience here at get.thinkific.com slash WPtonic, just one word. Um, and we've actually got uh, a free month of Thinkific as well as a couple of those courses that I just mentioned um, because it's important to get people started off on the right foot with a bit of a, a guiding path. So we've got some education for your audience as well.
1: Oh, that's great. Thanks for that. Our, um, our audience always love little VVs. They uh, <laughs> delight them. Um, so we're going in the beginning of 2018. Where do you see online education courses going in the next 18 months? Do you think... Is that a plateau, or do you think there's still tremendous growth in this whole industry and area?
2: Oh, I'm lucky to have the background stats to know that it is going nowhere but up, (laughs) So, which is kind of fun for us because, you know, we beat records every single week is like the new highest record for the number of (laughs) new customers that we've got, but we know that um, online courses definitely are not going away. One of the things that we're starting to really see Um, Is that businesses who are not in an online course primary business are actually now starting to add online courses? Because I think that in many cases online courses are becoming table stakes. So anybody that remembers I've been blogging I've been blogging on WordPress for I think as long as WordPress has existed Um, But anybody who remembers way back, you know over ten years ago um, There there was a shift where blogging started to become table stakes for business. So uh, all of a sudden especially if you were in a creative industry like Um, photography or anything or coaches like there became a point where all of a sudden you know instead of blogging being something nice and new that you needed to do for your business it became like if you're not doing this you know like you're you're way behind the boat Uh, and the same thing I'm seeing is happening with online courses so what we're seeing now is that people are creating online courses to teach their audience about their other products and services SaaS companies are using online courses to do customer education. We're even seeing things like yoga studios, in-person yoga studios who are creating supplementary online courses so that their students can continue to get value throughout the week. So we're starting to see online courses become much more sort of mainstream um, as opposed to just uh, like an online course primary business, which is often about people who are sort of creating a new course to begin with.
1: So you you're really seeing it as a different uh, people are utilizing online courses as a differential to their own business, to their competitors, really.
2: Yeah. And especially because I think that uh, there's sort of a global shift, I feel, happening to almost to moving back to personal and back to personal relationships and personal help and support. And the recognition that especially when we have um, companies, we can't always have that one-to-one support and help and Uh, resources for our clients the way that we would love to but online courses are actually one of the really great ways that we can scale personal connectivity. So as again back to that yoga instructor example is you know I've got my class and I've got you know people can come down um, in person to my class but I want to maintain those relationships and continue to grow um, that audience and continue to nurture and and provide content for my audience and this is one of those ways that I can start to scale a personal feeling um,
1: connectivity with my with my customers. Oh, that's great! I think we're going to wrap it up for the podcast part of the show, folks. But you, um, Amanda's agreed to stay on and answer some more questions, which you'll be able to see on the see and listen to on the WP Tonic website with a full transcription of our interview with Amanda. Uh, um, how can people get hold of you and find out more about? Things? about your products the services, everything
2: yeah like i said so thinkific.com or you guys can go grab that free month if you just want to dive in and check out those free resources and that's at get.thinkific.com slash wp tonic
1: that's great and kim how can people find out more about you
0: you can get all the information about me at kimshivler.com, and you can find me on twitter at kim shivler
1: And if you want to find more about WP Tonic and about this interview, go to the WP Tonic website. Like I say, there will be the bonus content on there, the full transcription. Or go to our Facebook page where you find additional content. And we always do the shows, the Wednesday and Friday roundtable show. Um, We do a live feed on Facebook. So if you're around, go to the WP Tonic show on Facebook, and you'll be able to see the live feed as well. So that'd be exciting, wouldn't it? Um, Also, if you're feeling generous, if you can go to iTunes and give us a review, that really does help the show. And um, if it's um, good, bad, or indifferent, I tend to read about, which is fun as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with somebody somebody that's doing something interesting in online business or in WordPress in general. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.